0: My podcast is called Common Sense Preaching. My name is Paul Rose. I'm an independent street evangelist. I have been saved now for 27 years. I have had an extraordinary Christian life. From the age of eight years old, I was into spiritualism. I was a mocker and a scoffer of God. The devil wanted me. He wanted me really bad, but at the age of 38, I come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour. I've never ever been to Bible school. There was no need. God taught me by the Holy Spirit. That's the best teaching anyone can ever have. I decided to do this podcast because there is a lot of Christians out there who are confused about God's Word. They have questions but can never get no answers i have seen this through the the churches that i've attended those christians stop growing god never intended his word to be difficult difficult it's the churches and the preachers and the teachers who make it difficult they preach traditional sermons they go over them again and again Common sense preaching is nothing like that. It's untraditional. It's fresh. It's a fresh insight to God's Word. I will always stick to the Scriptures, but there is more for you in God's Word. God's Word is just common sense. Please subscribe twice weekly to Common Sense Preaching. Today's preaching is upon prayer. Many Christians suffer with their prayer life. It's not just young Christian; it's older Christians too. I once asked an elder of a church, who do I pray for? Who do I pray to? I was only a new Christian at that time and I used to feel almost torn who to pray to. And his answer was, to Jesus and God, them both, God. It was much, much later to me, for me, when I started to think about this. I still didn't feel right about who to pray to. Jesus said in his word to pray to the Father. I can't find it anywhere in the New Testament where Jesus says, Pray to me. but I have heard people pray to Jesus and he just don't sound right because you see when Jesus died on the cross, he, made, he, he died for our sins but he also made a way to the Father and so we could have communication with the Father Jesus always prayed to the Father but I can never find, I can't find it in the New Testament where Jesus says pray to me it was in the about a few years ago now where I was in a I went to a Methodist church for a while and um at the end of this Methodist meeting that always end up praying the Lord's prayer. I never thought actually much about it the Lord's Prayer. I never I prayed it enough when I was at school Um, And then what happened was, God spoke to me about this. And first of all, he spoke to me about that it were not a prayer for unbelievers to pray. And yet, many unbelievers pray the Lord's Prayer. I can explain this to you as I... As we go into the Lord's Prayer. But He spoke to me about many things about this prayer. And I want to share them with you. Now, when I reveal this to you, I've got to say that if you pray it every day, everything will be covered. It was never to be prayed in a block. This is what the Holy Spirit says to me. It was never ever meant to be prayed in a block. It, when I look at it, it made no sense to, to really pray it in a block. But what it is, is to pray it individually. We'll start. This is how I pray. This is how I see it. You may look at it, as I said to you before, always check the word, always think about what I'm saying to you. Don't just go ahead and do it if you're not sure. Think about it. First of all, he says, our Father. Now, when Jesus died on the cross, what I'm going to say to you now is you pray this prayer personal. You prayed personal. So instead of saying our Father, you say my Father. And this is in Matthew 9. It's Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13. I'm, I'm taking it from Matthew 9 and I shall go down the scriptures. I'll go down to the verses as we need. My Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I've always known that before we pray, we should always worship and thank God. You can see why I'm saying worship, but why thank him? Because if you thank him, thanking him in faith, What you're asking for is done. But we must worship God. God loves to be worshipped. When you worship God, things happen. And I mean things happen. So thank him and worship him. Praise him. Just, I can't tell you how to pray. I can only give you the guidelines. It's you, you're an individual. But stand there and worship him and praise It'll come. It'll come. What I call this part is worshipping him. So it's my father in heaven, hallowed be your name. This part is known as worshipping him. The next part... In Matthew verse 10, as I said here, I'm breaking it up. Is your kingdom come? Now, when I pray this, I thank him that his kingdom's going to come in any form, fashion or way in the world. Through books, tracts, words, any way. I thank him that his kingdom's gonna come, that the word will go out. As we go on, Matthew 10, your will be done. Now, it's God's will that none will perish. So here we all, what it is, is I want to put this is pray for souls. In 2 Peter 3, verse 9, God's will is that none should perish. If you look at 2 Peter 3, verse 9, it is will that none will perish. So what I do here, I pray for other faiths, those in cults, those who think they know you and don't know you I pray for those who I see just passing by on the streets when I'm preaching, that's the hardest thing to see people pass by and thinking I'm going to heaven pray for these That your will be done Matthew verse 10. In Matthew verse 10, again, it says, On earth as it is in heaven. Now, I look at this part of service. On earth as it is in heaven. In Philippians 3 verse 20 to 21, Paul says, We're a citizens of heaven. I'm not a citizen of this world anymore. I'm a citizen of heaven. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ personally, you're not. You're not a citizen of this world. You're a citizen of heaven. So therefore, you see, you've got to serve Him. When you were saved, Jesus didn't. Jesus didn't want you to just sit around and do nothing if you're going to sit around and do nothing on earth you think you're going to sit around and do some you know nothing in heaven but let me just tell you this you're on very rocky ground there if you can't serve him on earth you won't be able to serve him in heaven you've got to serve him in some form fashion or way and you'll serve him on earth as you will in heaven it won't be it won't be hard when i reach heaven to to serve him because i'm already doing it i'm already preparing because i'm a citizen of heaven that was matthew verse 10 we go down matthew Verse 11, give us today our daily bread. I look at this as a provision, this prayer I pray every day and everything's covered. I'll go through it, once we've gone through it, I'll go through it again. Give us today our daily bread, right. Today, when I look at this, I'll look at it in two parts. I look at it physical, I thank God for giving me my food, my accommodation and the money. That's what I do. I thank him for that, that's my physical things, physical needs, what God feeds me. He looks after me, he cares for me. The next bread is the Word. I thank Him for feeding me spiritually. I thank Him for guiding me, for cleansing me, for rebuking me, for feeding me, for speaking to me. The next part. In Matthew, verse 12, forgive us our sins. I call this part repentance. In Romans 7, verse 15 to 20, you'll find that Paul speaks about this. You've got to remember that Jesus cleansed us from our past sins, but we still get contaminated with today's world. If you listen to the, if you watch the telly, or listen to the radio, or you can't get away from it, or you sit in a bus stop, or you're at work, you can't get away from people talking. You can't stick a box over your head and expect you know, like, nothing to happen, that you're blocked out of the world. It's not like that, we live in the world. And also, the old man raises his head. I spoke about this before. The old man raises his head. i come across a young Christian, she'd only been 12, saved 12 months, but she got it all right. She'd she, she got it. See, some people I meet and they say they're Christians, they ain't got it. But she'd got it. And she says to me, I'm, I'm a bit concerned. I says, why? She says, I'm still sinning. I said, well, that's only natural. You don't sin every day. You don't go out to sin. But what happens is we still do it. We don't do it like we did it, but we get our sins forgiven. And you ask God to forgive you. He is true and just to forgive. God is true and just to forgive. So that's repentance. The next part is forgiveness. It says, forgive, forgive those who have sinned against us. We must forgive those who have sinned against us. If you don't forgive them, God's not going to forgive you. This is in Matthew 12. If you're not going to forgive them, we're talking now. I'm going to say Matthew twelve. I'm on about forgiveness for those who forgive. Forgive those who have sinned against us. In Matthew six fifteen, it speaks about this. We've got to forgive. You've not just got to forgive. You've got to forget. Forgiveness is no good without the forgetting. You've got to forget. The next part. Before I go, before I go on to that, I'm just going to give you a little testimony. How dangerous it is. I know someone. Who was become born again, she gave her life to Jesus and she was baptized and everything was fine. But she can't forgive her mother-in-law. She can't forgive her mother-in-law. That's 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 hard because she's she's a born-again christian but she can't so therefore if she can't forgive god's not going to forgive her just try and remember that you're on very rocky ground if, if you can't forgive matthew 13 lead us not into temptation temptation we can all get tempted in all form fashion or way. I look at man's temptation as three parts sex, fame, money. that's that's the one that's the one thing that man is tempted. But as a Christian, you shouldn't want. You shouldn't be after them things. You shouldn't even be bothered about money. God will provide. He's not going to give you your. God's going to see you okay. I'm not a prosperity preacher, but God will see you okay. He's not going to get you a Rolls Royce or an aeroplane. That's that's foolishness. But he will look after you. He'll keep you going, he'll keep you ticking over. That's all you need. I don't worry about anything like that. God I know God provides. He's providing for me right now. He's so gracious. So why would I need to do the lottery? Why would I want to be bothered about fame and fortune? That again, it's money. And I certainly wouldn't be bothered about sex because you've got to be very careful. Your lustful eyes. Watch what you're watching. Watch watch when you're out. Be very, very careful. You're causing adultery if you look at a woman lustfully and you're married or she's married. This is for men and women. It's a warning for men and women, not just men, men and women. So pray and ask God. God will never tempt you. It's a devil who will tempt you, don't get mixed up. God will never ever tempt you, it's a devil who tempt you. And the next part is deliver me from the evil one. That's how I put it, deliver me from the evil one. I've added this as deliverance. You don't know who lives next door, you don't know who lives down the street. There's people, and I know this from my deliverance ministry, there is people who are into witchcraft and spells. As a Christian, if you're an active Christian, Satan will try and put one of these guys in your way. They'll try and put curses on you. And things like that. Pray for deliverance. What I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you some of the things that I'll pray for. I pray that God will keep you from spells and witchcraft. Sickness and disease. The devil can put this coronavirus on you. Make sure you, 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 you get this deliverance. From the COVID-19. Blocks on the service for God. That's another thing you can be delivered from. The devil try and get in. And at the devil's death, you might say, well, you know, how can the devil kill you? I've known the devil kill uh, Christians by committing suicide. He can bring you down to the pits and whispering you think it's God. But it's the devil. Be careful. Accidents. When you travel, remember this is a daily prayer you're praying. So you're covering yourself all day. Now when you pray this prayer, and I'm going to go through it again. When you pray it, you're covered for the day. Try and get get this prayed every day. I do it every day. And I'm covered. I then can go on to pray for other people, my family and other things. But this is for you. The disciples, the disciples said, then, he said, Lord, teach us how to pray. But it was never meant to be prayed as a block. Get out of that. Pray it like this and you'll have success you'll know how to you'll feel better in yourself. You've got your sins forgiven. You know, you've got everything you need when you, when you look through this prayer. You've got your pray for souls. You've got your, you know, your, your sins forgiven. You've got a provision. You've got repentance. You've got everything. You've got everything in that prayer you need. That's what you need. That's what'll start you off on your prayer life. When you start praying this, you start getting your prayer life together. It's happened to me, and it'll happen for you. The thing I want to do with you is just, just listen. Just, I'll keep just one, a few, four, few more seconds. When you finish the prayer, always end it in Jesus' name. I always say, in the resurrected, powerful name of Jesus, the one thing is Satan don't like that. He don't like to be reminded that Jesus has been resurrected. And I always pray in the resurrected, powerful name of Jesus. And I praise him. And I thank, thank, praise and thank God the way that I started i finish thanking him and praising. I pray that your prayer life will be better. I know, I know many, many Christians, many Christians suffer with a prayer life. So I just hope it will be better for you. I hope I've helped you today. Thanks for listening. And bye.